and mercy over me. Thank you for this day, my daily bread. Fill my heart with your word of truth and let it be strength to my bones. Restore my life so that I am a light for others, a spring of water to those in need. Allow me to walk in your presence. here with me now. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord Jesus a big hand. Amen. What's happening? What's happening? How's everybody doing today? It is so good to be in church. I'm so excited about today and I'm even more excited about next week. I, well, one, hello everybody in East County, North County and San Ysidro and all the people around the world watching online. Let's give all those people a hello. How are you? Como están? Uh, we're concluding our uh, series on the presence of God. And I told you when I first started this series that it was the most important one I ever did in my life. And that was true up until now. The series I'm going to start next week is actually the most important in my life. That <laughs> It's even más importante because next week, and, and this is for real, I really meant what I said three weeks ago, and I really meant what I'm going to mean what I'm going to say now. Next week, we're going to start a series that is probably the most important that I've ever done in my life, and I can't believe and I'm ashamed that I haven't done it in all the years I've been preaching, uh, is how to show your faith. And we're going to have five weeks, uh, four, uh, four or five weeks, I don't know how long ago, right up to Easter or Good Friday, uh, Palm Sunday, and we're actually going to practice how to share your faith. The most important story and the most powerful story you have is your testimony. And I don't want to get, get ahead of myself, but I'll get into that next week. But I want, I want you to come next week, and I want you to come next week with three people that in your life that are not saved that we're going to pray for every week, and um, we're going to pray to God get them saved. Amen? Three people. Three people. So let's all stand, and uh, let's pray. Everyone say Hello. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your presence. Thank you so much for the fast. And thank you so much for everything people are learning during their fast. And I pray as we go into the last week, people would memorialize in writing somewhere recorded, this is what God told me. And this is how I'm supposed to be different. May we not forget that. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you sit down, say hello to someone next to you. Give them a high five or a hug or something. Amen. Raise your hand if you met somebody new today. Raise your hand if you met somebody new. Hey, very good, very good. Very good, very good. Let's see your Bibles on three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. Let's turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Matthew, Mark. New Testament, Matthew, Mark. Matthew is the first book. Mark is the second book. Chapter 5 is the fifth chapter. Trying to make it easy, trying to make it easy. Uh, for your information, every Sunday, más o menos, about uh, two to three hundred people come to church here for the first time in their life. 
And, and so we always want to be cognizant of that. Um, what's a Bible? What's a book? What's a chapter? What's that guy? Who's the guy up on stage? You know, why do I have lights? And all these questions that people have that are very good questions. And we want to be sensitive. Um, and we also want to be sensitive as believers not to be idiots. Because sometimes we can be very rude to the people out, the, the people directing traffic, the ushers. I want my seat. Let me, you know, it's just so let's all remember that's what this is about. Amen? Amen. Um, I was up there the morning. It was still dark out. And it was pitch black in the sky. Birds weren't up. You could see some stars. But the moon, it was a full moon. And it was completely white, like shining, but there was no light anywhere else. But the moon was so bright, and, and sometimes the moon is orange. I don't understand how that works, but sometimes the moon gets orange, especially as it goes down. Um, but I was fascinated by the light that was shining from the sun onto the moon, but you couldn't see that light anywhere else except off the moon. In other words, the, the sky was black, but the moon was a white disk because it was reflecting, receiving, and reflecting the light from the sun. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I was reflecting on the presence of God. We started a series a few weeks ago on the presence of God. We talked about entering into the presence of God. And even though all of us are always in the presence of God, we don't always experience it. So two weeks ago we talked about entering into the presence of God and getting to a point where you can be aware of the presence of God. Last week we talked about experiencing the presence of God. What does it feel like? What does it do to you? How do you know you're experiencing the presence of God like you're experiencing a relationship with a person? Today we're going to talk about sharing the presence of God. Is that as that moon was receiving the light from the sun, it was able to share it with me. The sky couldn't. The sky just sucked it up. It was fully black. But the moon said, no, I'm going to receive the light from the sun and I'm going to share it with you. So when you go into the presence of God, you can not only experience it yourself, but you have a responsibility, the opportunity that to share it with other people. What does that look like? And so let's, let's review a little bit. In your notes, we have a definition of the presence of God. And it says, the presence of God is the awareness of being overcome and transformed into the heart of God. It's in your notes. The, the awareness, everyone say awareness. awareness. Awareness of being overwhelmed, overcome and transformed by the heart of God. It's when your spirit detects and becomes aware and interacts with a God who is a spirit. So I asked you, what if you can sit in a room with God and God was in this chair and you could sit in the room with him and experience his presence? So if I sit in, this, in God's presence, yeah, baby, bubba. And I could put on his presence. And I can experience it where it is transforming me, it's encouraging me. It's speaking to me. It's giving me vision. And as God and I interact, I am enjoying the presence of God and the peace of God while I'm in his presence. While I'm in prayer, while I'm reading my Bible or walking down the street having a conversation. But then when I leave this place, the presence of God goes with me. So now I have it. And everywhere I go, technically, I should carry with me the presence of God. And the presence of God is the same as the kingdom of God. It's the same as the peace of God, the wisdom of God, the power of God. And if I have that with me, everywhere I go, something's got to happen. One, I need to know it. I need to know that I'm carrying the presence of God. Say, carry the presence of God. 
Say, walk in the presence of God. And so if you're going to work, going to school, and you are carrying something that is powerful, that represents the kingdom of God, the peace of God, the power of God, the vision of God, the love of God, the patience of God, and the presence of God is active and living because it's a person. It's God actually interacting with me and God wanting to interact with everybody I come into contact to, into contact with, and God wanting to fill the room because God is not as small as this little cave. And so when you walk into a room, you bring the presence of God with you. This is a fact. Don't sit here and say, okay, I'm going to pray with God and da da da, amen, and now I'm going to go by myself. No, I'm taking this with me. I'm taking the awareness. Everybody say awareness. I'm taking the awareness of the power of God in my life with me into my problems. There's a lady who came in here recently, first time she was here, and she said, when I walked into the building, I felt something. How many of you ever felt the presence of God when you walked in this building? Amen. Or anywhere, you could, you could even walk into your office at work, into your school. Now, it may be less frequent because you're not expecting it. You're not anticipating. You're not praying for it. You're like this when you walk in those places. Instead of like this, with your heart open. And guess what? God is there just like he's there. And so we're going to talk today about this story. This story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I got about a thousand favorite stories in the Bible. Actually, every story is my favorite because I love stories. And in this story, Jesus is walking through a town. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the presence of God. So whenever you see Jesus doing stuff, that's what you should visualize him wanting to do through you. I'm going to say that again slow. Whenever you read the Bible and you see Jesus doing things, healing people, uh, raising people from the dead, ooh, God can do anything he wants. Can I get amen? amen? So let him do it. People getting saved through Christ. God having words of knowledge about what people are thinking. That same Jesus is the presence of God in your life. That same Jesus, is he, he didn't all of a sudden become spiritually handicapped. He can still do all that stuff. And when the presence of God, we're going to say the Holy Spirit is in your life, which is the same thing. When the, when the Holy Spirit's in your life overflowing, that same Holy Spirit is wanting to do all the things Jesus did. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, if you believe in me, the things I did, you can even do greater works. So Jesus is walking through the town, and there's a woman who has had a blood flow for 12 years. When a woman had a blood flow in those days, she had to go outside of town for 12 days until the, the bleeding dried up. And if she kept bleeding they would say she had some kind of sin in her life. And whatever she touched, well, she was religiously unclean, and whatever she touched was unclean. You couldn't go to synagogue. You had to stay separated for a certain period of time until you became cleansed. Well, this woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Lady, can I get an amen? amen. I don't know what that's like. I praise the Lord. <laughs> y'all got, y'all have some, women just got issues. I, I, not, not just the stuff, let me say, let me say it differently. <laughs> Clean it up, baby. <laughs> Got the presence of God. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Ladies, y'all have been burdened with many, many hormonal stuff. <laughs> Can I get a game, man? You know, all that stuff. My wife's always like, you better be glad you're a man. I'm like, I am. <laughs> For 12 years, 
<laughs> and in those days, if you had an illness, they would associate it to some sin. So this woman spent all she had to get healed and no one could heal her for 12 years. So she hears that Jesus is walking through town. What she hears is that the presence of God is coming. That's what she hears. The miracle man, the lover of the unlovable, the toucher of the untouchable, the healer of the unhealable. And when you are a prophet or a priest, a priest really, a rabbi, if you, if, if someone, well, in their culture, if you were unclean and you touched somebody that was clean, they became unclean. So the religious people wouldn't, would stay away from the unclean people. But Jesus was so clean that when the unclean touched him, they became cleaned. <laughs> I know cleaned is not a word, but you won't forget it. It's ebonics, cleaned. <laughs> but what we're going to look at is what happens when you walk with the presence of God. When you carry the presence of God and when you come out of your time with the Lord private and you say, I am taking with me everything I just encountered wherever I go, whew, God's going to do something. I was in here one day right here in this in sanctuary. It was during the week and there was a, a, a police with the, dog, with the bomb sniffing dog. They were practicing in our building. The police do, they, they practice bombs, sniffing dogs and drugs, sniffing dogs. They come in here and they do all kind of stuff and it's really cool. And a Labrador Retriever, which like my favorite dogs. I have like five favorite dogs. That's one of them. <laughs> Anybody have a lab? Anybody have a lab? lab? Labs are like people. They're just like, when I was a little kid, my uncle had a lab named Trooper. And he was like, he was like a person. He was so smart. And this lab was so sweet. But this lab could smell stuff we couldn't smell. Your people's hearts can sense stuff. See stuff that our physical heart and eyes can't see. When you carry the presence, people's hearts will sense it. But you need to know it. So let's read the story. Matthew chapter, Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus is on his way to a home where a little girl, 12 years old, is, they think has died. And as he's walking there, it says in verse 24, Jesus went, the, so Jesus went with the man who called him to come to his house. And a great multitude followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she spent all that she had and was no better. Rather, she grew worse. Look in your notes. When you carry the presence of God, it spills over into the places and in the lives of other people. When you are carrying the presence of God, I want to say carry the presence of God. You want to ask God, God, I acknowledge your presence. I want to engage in your presence. I want you to be changed by your presence. And, Lord, I want to carry your presence. And when you carry the presence of God, the presence of God has a mind of its own. It's God. The Bible says he's pleading through us that people would be reconciled to himself. When you, when you carry the presence of God, it's going to impact people. You should expect it. Don't just walk around going, I want to feel good, I want to feel good, I want to feel good. Some of you on, on your fast, and this is the last week of your fast, and you're feeling real good. It's not about feeling real good, even though that's great. And it's having the peace of God, that's great. And having a vision for your life, that's great. But it's, Lord, about what do you want to do? Because God's presence, as it flows through you, your byproduct is that you sense the presence of God, you sense the power of God. But God's presence just wants to do stuff. And it goes into the room. So when you go to work tomorrow, school tomorrow, you should be praying before you get out of your car because you pray before you got in your car. 
Lord, I'm taking you with me. Let's take the presence into the room. And you gotta be, you got to be cognizant, aware that God's presence can touch people, can make people aware. And you, you don't necessarily know what it's going to do, because, but it's going to do something. And you should pray for that. Lord, touch these people, encourage these people, make them aware of your love for them. And so as Jesus was walking, all these people had seen, heard his words, seen his miracles, and they sensed by just common sense this guy had something powerful, but there was also this sense of this guy is different. And he was carrying the presence. He prayed all night, all the time. So as he's walking and, and he's carrying the presence, people are drawn to him. You know, the Bible says if you lift Jesus up, he will draw men onto himself if you carry the presence of God. Guess what the presence of the God does? It draws people to him. You just happen to be in the middle. Am I making sense to you? You are, and I know you know this, but I just want to say it for you. You are not and should not be drawn to me. I'm just in the middle. You're drawn to Jesus. I just happen to be in the middle. That's it. You want God. I can't help you. People say, well, you helped me. I said, no, I didn't. I helped you. Jesus helped you. I was just in the middle. He gave me a big mouth. And he gave me, and he gave me New York. <laughs> Anybody here from New York? New York, New York people are a different breed than the rest of the country. We have a different. <laughs> so he, he used all that because he says, through that I want to flow. And so look what it says. It says, verse 27, she heard about Jesus and she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. She touched his clothes. Uh, when you walk in the presence of God, ministry opportunities will walk to you. <laughs> Watch this. If you're walking with the presence of God and God's, and God's presence is all over you, God's presence is going to say, you over there, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. What the presence of God is saying is, not miles, but I can help you. The presence of God is going to open your eyes up to the need in people's lives. If you go to work tomorrow, go to school tomorrow, and you say, Lord, I want to carry your presence where I go, and Lord, open my eyes that I may see what you want to do. Now, by the way, if you are a Christian and this doesn't interest you, then you have to question what kind of Christian are you because a Christian is a little Christ who is walking in the footsteps of Christ, doing what Christ wants to do by definition. It's not a person who goes to church every now and then. That you, you have given your life to Christ and now he is carrying you through your life and he is, he is pleading with the world through your life, through your experiences. And by the way, you've been through some pain and we talk about sharing your testimony. Your life is a story that is still going of what God is doing through someone who's been through what you've been through. I was... Uh, Getting my hair cut the other day, and I asked this lady how she was doing and what she was, what her life was about. She, and she ended up telling me she was two years in sex trafficking. I was like, okay. Had a fascinating conversation. And yet God could take all the hell she's been through and turn to something amazing now. That's a story that is going to encourage many people. When you walk into the room and say, God, I want, I, want, I want to take your presence and I want you to bring to me whatever you want to, whoever you want to help, because I know it's not going to be me anyway. And it's going to be your power helping them. If you say that to God, and you say, God, I'm available, watch out. But if you're this, if you're this person, you know, God, I just want to go to church, sit in the multitude, kind of hide and go about my business. And when I'm out of here, when I'm out of church, I just want to be myself. Then you have to question what kind of relationship do you have with your Savior? 
Because when you gave your life to Jesus, what you told him was, my old life of thinking about me, I don't want anymore. That's what you said. You said, now, Lord, I just want to think about you and live for you. That's what being a Christian means. And so now he's saying, I want to go with you. When I first got accepted to the Lord, I was 20, when I first really committed my life to the Lord, I was 20-something years old, and I went back home to New York uh, uh, during our off-season, and I went to a party with all my friends from high school. And I wasn't into smoking weed anymore, so they were upstairs in the loft. They had a loft in his house. And I said, I don't want to do that. So I went downstairs and, and ended up getting in a conversation about Jesus. Next thing you know, the whole party was downstairs surrounding this table, and I was talking about Jesus. This is real. I didn't know anything, but I had a big mouth. So I was just talking, and we were just arguing, talking, debating, da 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 And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I know it went. But I knew one thing. That Miles is gone. So I can't be that guy. So I need to be this guy. So if you go to work tomorrow, you say, Lord, I want to take your presence. And I want to see what you want to do, who you want to help. And, Lord, I'll just say what I know, and I know you'll give me words I don't even know yet. By a show of hands, now think before you, think before you act. How many of y'all ready for a little bit of that? <laughs> Lord, I just pray right now in this moment, 8.50 a.m., February, whatever the date is, <laughs> that you prepare that your presence would, would go with all these people to job tomorrow, to work, to school, to wherever they go. And, Lord, I pray that if they go someplace they shouldn't be going, that your presence would change their direction, stop their car, glue their feet to the floor. Mute their voice until they go back to doing what you want to do, want them to do, and to take your presence where you need to take, needs to be taken. In Jesus' name, amen. Number three in your notes. Look what it says. People who are sensitive to God's presence are also sensitive to other people's pain. When you are carrying God's presence, guess what's going to happen? You're going to sit there or kneel or lay on the floor and you're going to say, Lord, I want to enter into your presence. I want to become aware of your presence. I want to hear your voice. And God's going to say, I have an assignment for you today every single day. There is no wasted people. There are no wasted opportunities. There is no wasted day. God does not waste. And so when you leave your prayer time, which I hopefully you have in the morning, and you leave that time with God and you put on the presence of God, which means that you become aware of his presence and you submit yourself to it, you acknowledge it, you recognize it, and you say, I'm going to take it with me. And he says, God, and, and then you say presence, which is alive, living and active. It's actually God himself, the Holy Spirit all over you, flowing out of you. Show me what you want me to do. And when you walk, he's going to be seen he sees every single person and their heart. And he goes, that person's struggling with this, that person's struggling with this, that person's struggling, that person's struggling with fear, that person's struggling with discouragement, that person's struggling with insecurity, that person thinks they're ugly and fat, that person thinks they're ugly and skinny, that person thinks they're cute and fat, that person thinks they're cute and skinny. Everything under the sun. That person don't like their kinky hair so they get it straight. And that person don't like their straight hair so they get it kinky. That person don't like having no hair so they get a weave. And it's like on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And you know what he says? I'm not going to tell you all that because you can't handle it. I just want you to focus on that person. And what do you want me to know? Nothing right now. Just walk over there. And in the same time, 
He's working on them. <laughs> this is what's happening. It's like when a dog is sniffing, sniffing bombs, he can smell stuff you can't smell. The Holy Spirit sees stuff you can't see, does stuff you, don't, you can't know. All you got to do is be ready. And when you get over there, how you doing? And they start bawling, crying, and you go, oh, it's on, but I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I've been in a million of these conversations. So how you doing? And they start bawling, crying. Can I help you? They start bawling, crying. Can, can I share with you? Can I pray with you? They start bawling, crying, and I'm hitting, I'm batting zero. And then God says, ask them about their mom. How's your mom? And then we have a conversation. That's how it works. There's no formula. It's just a guy. Go over there. And guess what? They, they may say, I, 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 just, I just want you to pray for me. I don't want to get saved. Do you have Jesus? No, I don't want to get saved. That may happen. That's fine. Just do what you can do. But if you take the presence of God and, and you say, God, show me. Watch this. Watch this. How many of you know somebody right now? How many of you know somebody right now? And I want you all to look around the room and see what happens. How many of you know somebody right now who really needs God? Guess what? God knows that person. Well, let me say this. How many, of you know, how many of you know ten people who really need God? One more time. Just, I'm sorry to make you raise your hand so much even though some of y'all need to exercise. <laughs> Can I get amen? Okay, there you go. <laughs> how many of you know, I forgot what I was going to say. How many people do you know that really need God really bad? I'll just say that. <laughs> okay, I'll come, I'll come back. I had, a, I had a nugget. Look what it says. How many of you have been told by God to help them? Ooh, not a lot of hands. So... Let me back up. How many of you know somebody who is hurting and you hurt for them? God's speaking to you right there. God's speaking to you right there. The presence of God is not going to say to you, look at that person in your life that is hurting and it bothers you, but it's not your business. Don't worry about it. Now, I'm not saying you have to be the one to save them. You have to be the one to solve their problems. But in the least, what breaks your heart, God, needs to break my heart. So I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to keep my ears open. How can I help them? Oh, yes. Make it your business because it's God's business and you carry the presence that is caring for them. God is going to give you that sensitivity. And he's going to show you people that you don't even know. In the airport, at your job, you're going to see people that are just down, sitting at their desk like this, day in and day out. You watch them. All you have to do is go say, how you doing? Can I pray for you? And watch what happens. Maybe nothing. Well, never nothing because something will at least happen in your heart. Look what it says in Jesus. It says, verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes now, this garment is just a physical garment, but actually, Jesus, you know, had the presence of God because he was the presence of God, but he prayed all night and it was flown out of him and people would come by and just touch him and they would be healed. He wouldn't even have to pray. He didn't even see this lady, didn't pray for her, didn't even know she was there. 
It says in verse 28, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I may be well. Immediately the fountain of blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And immediately Jesus, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around and said, who touched me? Guess what? Jesus, Jesus was so sensitive. He was so sensitive. He felt power heal this woman that he didn't see. You know that God can give you a sensitivity you don't even have. Especially if you're fasting, you're, you become so spiritually sensitive to things. You'll know things you could have not known before. You'll see things you didn't see before about your life, about circumstances, about relationships. And you'll know stuff. And you'll be like, how do I know that? God is speaking to you. And you're hearing him more clearly. And as you're talking to someone, ministering to someone, God's going to give you a heart for that person. And you're going to know, I'm more in tune with the presence of God right now. I like that, God. I want to be on your agenda. And all of a sudden, all the cares of the world seem to just go away. Why? Because your, God is so much in your face that all those little lies of the devil just go like this in the presence of God. You know when Jesus was being arrested, all the soldiers came and said, we were, we're looking for Jesus. Jesus said, who are you looking for? Are you looking for uh, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus Christ. And he said, I am he. You know what happened to all those guys? They fell over backwards. They fell over. Sometimes you see on TV people falling over and, and, and it looks kind of uh, uh, weird. Sometimes it may be and sometimes it may not be. It's real. I, I'll tell you that from firsthand experience. It's real. When Jesus said, I am he, they all fell over. Why? Every cell in their body recognized that as God and bowed at the same time. <laughs> as I said many times before, you're not going to be standing up talking trash in the presence of God. You will bow. He was so sensitive. He felt the power go out. And he said, who touched me? And verse 31, his disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. The woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Now, understand, he is a rabbi. He's a very respected rabbi. She is unclean for 12 years. She is called a bunch of, was called a bunch of names. Her reputation was ruined. And she comes up and she, she an unclean person, touches a clean person which she violated the law. She touched a clean person and therefore she made him unclean, at least she thought. But little did she know that the clean made the unclean clean. The clean God purified the unclean woman. And then he says, daughter, everyone say daughter. Look what it says, look what it says in, the, in the Bible, it says verse 34, daughter, everyone say daughter. Your faith has made you well, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. He says, daughter, he says, listen, girl, I know what you've been through. I know what you've been through. I know how people treat people like you. I know how many years you've been afflicted and how many people have been talking trash about you. Have you spent all your money and people ripped you off? They can't help you. I call you daughter. I give you your dignity. I don't need... One of the emotional things about preaching and doing altar calls and seeing people walk up here is knowing but not knowing what God is doing in people's lives because I don't know, but I do know. And when you see people up here walking in tears, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, other, male, female, all kind of ages from five years old to 85 years old, walking up here shaking, crying because you can't see them because their back's to you, but I see them. Their tears are in my hand. And God says, I can't tell you about that one. I can't tell you about that one. Every now and then someone will tell me. One guy came to me, broke me down. He came to me and said, I just got out of prison. I said, you're home. 
And other people I know just because if I know them, but very, very rare do I know. But God knows and God says, I love them and they're hurting, so just tell them that. You don't need to know details, just tell them that. And so I got to believe like every other Sunday that there are people here in Point Loma in all our campuses online who are hurting. God knows. He's very sensitive to your pain. And he wants to comfort you today. He wants to cleanse you today. He wants to forgive you today. This may be your first time ever in church in your life. God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you, but he can only do it on his terms. He, he needs you to ask him. He needs you to accept his invitation into a relationship. By telling him you're sorry for your sin, which we all have, and our sin pushes God away. And say, Lord, I know you died to pay the price for my sin. Because the penalty of my sin is death, alienation from God. And so, Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life into your hands. And there are some of you in here, you've done that before, but you have pain. God is sensitive to your pain. He wants to love you. He wants to encourage you today. He wants to lift you up today. He wants you to walk into his presence where you actually are consumed with his presence. And you feel his loving arms around you, his comforting arms. And that fear you carry with you, he can wipe it away. That sense of insecurity, he can wipe it away. He can encourage you. He wants to call you into his presence. So in a minute we're going to pray in all the campuses. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you uh, to respond like the woman did. And say, I want to touch Jesus. I'm not asking you to come and touch this because this is it's just a cloth. I'm not asking you to come and touch this. But metaphorically, you want to come and touch the hem of Jesus' garment and say, Lord, the power and grace and love that's in your life, I want it to overflow into my life. I want it to... Forgive me of my sin, cleanse me of my sin, encourage me, fill my dark heart, my sad heart with joy and peace. I want that. Bless my marriage. Give me vision for my life. So right now I'm going to ask everyone to close your eyes and bow your head. And I want you to listen very carefully. Because the presence of God is crying out to you even now. The presence of God is saying to you, I love you. I know you. I want to touch your life. But you have to come to me. You have to respond to my call to your life, my challenge, my request to be in relationship with you. You have to say yes to me, Jesus says. And if you want to say yes to Jesus for salvation, you want to say yes to Jesus for touching the hem of his garment. You just want more of his presence to flow into your life, to encourage you, to heal you, to give you vision, give you hope. I want you to pray this prayer with me. It's a prayer of reaching out to touch the hem of Jesus' garment and saying, Lord, I want more of you. I want, for whatever reason, you want more of God. You need courage to have a conversation, to make a decision. For whatever reason you need more of God and you want to reach out and touch the hem of his garment, I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I need you. Dear God, I know you died for my sin. Jesus, I know you rose from the dead. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. I am coming to you because I have nowhere else to go. I lay my life down at your feet. 
cleanse me of all my junk. Renew my mind. Limpia mi mente. Purify my mind. Cleanse my mind. My thoughts. I surrender, God. My life, my relationships, my pain, I surrender. Please receive me. If you're reaching out and you pray that to reach out to touch the hem of Jesus' garment for whatever it is, for whatever reason, I want to ask you in a minute to stand up. And by standing, you are saying, yes, I am like that woman. I have an illness, spiritual, physical, emotional, I can't heal, I need God. And like that woman, you are going to come up behind him. So if you prayed that prayer for whatever reason, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. And on the count of three, and I want you to stand. In all of our campuses, there will be somebody there to pray with you. So I want you to stand there as well. So on the count of three, I just want you to stand up if you prayed that prayer. And I don't want you to worry about the multitude just like the woman. Didn't worry about anybody around her. She was just focused on Jesus. So if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, I want to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And I want his power to flow in my life. I just want you to stand on the count of three. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. Anybody else? Stand to your feet right now. God bless you. Good. Very good. God bless you. Anybody else right now? Stand up. This is not going to happen at work tomorrow. It's not going to happen at school. This is right here. This is what this is for. Right here. In the presence of God. Anybody else? God bless you. Now I'm going to ask all of you who are standing, God bless you. I'm going to ask all of you who are standing in a minute to come down to the altar. And while they do that, the rest of us, we want to encourage them. So right now, if you're standing up, come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. Come on now. Amen. Sometimes you feel him more than other times, but he's always there. 
And if you acknowledge that he's always there, it's just like a person sitting next to you and you talk to him and say, Lord, here's what I'm feeling. Lord, speak to me. Lord, guide me, encourage me, whatever. You constantly keep dialogue open. You're going to hear that small, still voice speak to you. Very small. He's never going to yell at you like I did. <laughs> you may never see anything with these eyes, but you're going to know it. You're going to know. It's like when people date somebody and they go, how do you know he's the one? You say, I just know. You don't just know. You know. And that's how it is with God. He gave us that, you know, you just know. So we can, you know, you just know him. And if you say, Lord, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to listen for your voice. I'm going to go to church and I'm going to listen for your voice. I'm going to look for you, what you're doing in my life. This is, this is the one thing that the devil does not want us to know. He wants you to leave this at your house and walk out naked. That's why you feel powerless, because you are without the presence of God in your life. And next week when we start talking about sharing your faith, there are so many people in your life who are this close to getting saved, you would just say these few words. It's going to be so simple. We're actually going to have skits to show you how to do it. It's going to be so simple. And I hope you come, bring your friends, and I want you to be praying about who in your world needs to get saved. Amen? So I'm going to pray for all y'all, and then we're going to have you walk in that room, and then, uh, then after that, Pastor George will come dismiss us. We know the drill, so we're not done until after Pastor George comes out and prays. Lord, I pray for all these people. I pray you do something in their life. And Lord, I pray we would be aware of your presence day in and day out. Aware of your presence day in and day out. And we would not ever feel like we're alone because we're not, even though the devil wants us to think that. Bless us in Jesus' name, in the nombre de Jesus. Amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's take a right turn. Amen. to make all this happen every week. We're come to the, the close of our service, the giving of our tithes and offerings. Let's give God a hand for all that he's doing and giving us the opportunity to give. You know, I was thinking this morning um, about the time that Jesus took his disciples to the temple and they were watching people put money in the offering and he was looking for this one particular person, a little widow who came and just dropped two pennies in the offering. And he said, guys, I want you to notice this. This widow gave more than everybody else that's given today because she gave out of her poverty everything that she had. And what Jesus is saying is it's not the size of the gift that matters. It's the condition of the heart. It's what you give it with. It's giving out of a heart that says, I love God so much 
I want them to have all of me. And so as we give this morning, I want to encourage you just to, in your heart, uh, just have it be between you and the Lord. Just saying, Jesus, I love you. And it's not for show. It's not to earn any favor with you. It's just out of my gratitude and my love for you. So if you have your offering envelopes, take those out. Let's pray over them. Our giving boxes are at every exit. You can also text to give. If you're watching online, just click the give button there and join us in this moment. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence in this place, for your work in people's hearts, and the opportunity now to join you in your work as we give of our tithes and offerings joyfully, purposefully, and with a full heart. We say thank you, and may you be blessed. Would you take these offerings and multiply them to meet the needs of thousands across our county? In Jesus' name, amen. Pastoral support teams down front if you need prayer for anything. God bless you. We'll see you next week.